definitely uh, 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 Shaila can come up. Uh, and we mentioned that there were the Bir Halacha discusses a person walking with a cane in the ground. Uh, he brings from um, a prima gadam that there might be room to be lenient. Um, and we also mentioned that there is a Mishnah Bura elsewhere that says that a Psik Reisha, if it's a double Durabanan, even though it's a Psik Reisha, because you're not being Mechavin to actually dig the hole, uh, so in a makam of a Psik Reisha, where it's two Durabanans, or a banan on two different accounts, uh, so then there's reason to be Mako. Uh, the Mishnah, I'm going to quote the Lashon of the Mishnah Bura in the Sharatzion, Simon Shin Taz Zion. He says, Rotzalomar Mishum Dehave Treidurabanan. Mishum hachi mutter be'eno meskaven. That if you have a double derabanan, you're not meskaven, meaning it's a psik resha, but you're not meskaven for that malacha uh, to, to do that action. Uh, so then he says it's going to be mutter, mishum hachi mutter be'eno meskaven, afagav de have a psik resha. Even in a case where it's a psik resha, if you're not intending for the malacha that's going to come about, and it's a derabanan on two different accounts, then we can be makil. So too, by the case of high heels, we can say maybe we can be mako because it's a double durabanan. One, you're doing it in a backhanded manner, right? You're digging not with, uh, not directly with your hands or in the normal manner or with a normal tool. You're doing it with your cane or with your heel, which is a weird way of, of doing it. Um, and on top of that, um, it's also, um, uh, what's the second durabanan? Kilacharyad and? What do we say was the second Darabanan? Not benefiting from the Malacha. It's Delo Nihalei. Psikresha Delo Nihalei. Oh, because it's not constructive. It's not a Tikkun. Because uh, you're doing it in a destructive manner. You're messing up the ground by digging the holes in it. It's not constructive uh, where you're bringing about a Tikkun. So because of both of those dif different accounts, you could say it's trade Darabanan. And there's room to be Mako by high heels. Uh, so obviously the, the Mishnah Bura doesn't come out clearly that you, can, that you can do it in the case of a cane. And so too we're applying the case of a cane to a case of high heels. It doesn't come out clearly. Therefore, if one can uh, get around it, if they can go a different way, or if they can take off their shoes without being embarrassed, or it's not a big deal, then do that. If it is a big deal, then we have room to be lenient. Uh, in such a case. Uh, so that's what we're coming out. We're getting high heels and the Malach of Choresh. Uh, next, we get into the topic of digging loose sand. Uh, so let's say your kid's playing in a sandbox. Uh, can they play in a sandbox on Shabbos? Can you play with them uh, with, with the sand on Shabbos? Uh, so we're going to have to deal with two different Shilas over here. One is going to be, is sand muksa to begin with? Uh, there's a category of muksa called muksa machmas gufa. Uh, which means that something which, in essence, doesn't have use on Shabbos, it's not even a kli, like a rock or leaves or sand, <laughs> um, any like natural thing which you don't have any designated use for it on Shabbos, it's called muksa machmas gufa, no desig designated use for that on Shabbos. And the Rabbanan uh, made it muksa, they, they don't want you touching anything which doesn't have a specified use. Uh, so we're going to have to deal with that question of muksa uh, is sand muksa. Then we're going to have to deal with the question of choresh. Is it considered choresh when you're digging in the sand or building something with the sand uh, and everything in, in that regard? Uh, so let's start with what the Rishonim say when it comes to loose sand on Shabbos. 
Um, there is a Rashi. Rashi is in the Gemara Shabbos, Lametes, Amad Aleph. Uh, Rashi says, Rav Yosef Amar Mezis Afar Mimkomo, my Benayu, Ike Benayu Afar Tichuach. So Rashi brings up the question of loose sand on Shabbos. Um, and Rashi indicates that only if it's um, if it's if it's afar, if it's sand which is going to retain its structure, is there a problem of choresh on Shabbos? But Rashi indicates that if the sand is afar tichuach, which means already uh, already loose dirt, uh, it's already ground up dirt, uh, is the literal translation. Uh, if it's already loose dirt, so then it's not prone to the malacha of choresh on Shabbos. Why not? Why would uh, loose dirt, why do you think it would not be prone to the... I would sort of be digging anyway if you pick it up. You think what? I would be sort of be digging. Yeah, if you pick it up, why is it not digging? Maybe it's already broken. What? You've already kind of... Let's just have a plow to feel. It's already, it's already kind of it's fragmented. Right? Yeah. So? Right. So you, plow, you can't plow something twice. So, so isn't, plowing the, isn't plowing the act of taking like hard soil and like... Dividing up the clumps. Well, it's, it could also be digging in order that you can put a seed in. Uh, so over here, even though it's loose dirt, why should why should it not be a problem of digging? Like when you're when oh, you're getting a hole. Loose dirt or wet dirt? Loose, loose dirt. Loose. Yeah, loose dirt. Uh, like ground up dirt. Uh, uh, so I, I think also because it's not going to leave a hole so much, right? Like as soon as you as you move the dirt to the side, it like kind of refills. I think that's also one of the reasons why, why Rashi is saying that Afar Tikuach might not be prone to Choresh. Uh, because when you're doing the act of digging, it's just going to refill in its place. Uh, and it's, uh, you're not leaving a, a structured hole. Uh, you're moving it to the side, but then it'll refill. But according to that, if you say that that's the reason, so then if you do dig in a way where it does leave a hole, then it should still be a problem. The other reason I can think of is because... Um, and when it came to Choresh, they wouldn't do it on loose dirt. That you, they would get to the bottom layer of, of dirt. So meaning the act of Choresh is digging out the bottom layer. If you're just digging out the top layer, that's not enough uh, to, to really plant in it. Um, and the, the last reason I can think of is that loose dirt is not the quality of dirt that you want to be planting in. Uh, you want to be pl planting in, uh, in the, the deeper soil. Um, where, where the soil and where it's, where it's wet, and only there can plants really grow. Uh, if it's just the top layer of, of soil, which is very dry, uh, so then plants can't really grow in very dry soil. Uh, that's, so if it's very loose, that means it's dry. If it's dry, plants can't really grow there. Uh, so um, maybe that's, that's another possible, possible reason of Rashi. Um, but because of these like loose, loose dirt, we find either because it doesn't retain its structure, doesn't hold together and leave a hole. That seems to be the, the main reason of Rashi. Uh, and the, the Mishnah Brewer writes based on this that it's permitted to dig up uh, thin or loose sand since the walls and, and the Mishnah Brewer says the, the first reason that we mentioned. Uh, he says, mishum asiyaz guma if the sand is very thin uh, or, a, or it's already ground up, very loose, to take off, he says this first reason that we mentioned, to take off, because as soon as you dig it up, it's going to uh, collapse back together. 
uh, and it's going to close up the hole that you made. Uh, so Mishnaburo seems to be indicating that that's the main reason why loose sand is permitted to dig up. Uh, but what we're coming out lahalacha here is that when it comes to sand that is loose, it's permitted to dig it up. Uh, so therefore, one would, would be able to, to play with uh, loose sand, right? If the sand in the sandbox is very dry, uh, and you know as soon as you dig it up, it's just going to fill back up together. Uh, so then it would not be in an act of choresh. Uh, if the sand is wet, and definitely to add water to sand, right? If your kids want to add water to sand, then they're of the age of chinuch, where you should be telling them in a soft way. Uh, you know, we don't do that on Shabbos, um, which is probably the age of nine around, uh, different amounts, seven to nine and a half. Um, but uh, if they're of that age where you should already be telling them uh, that we, we don't do that on Shabbos, uh, so then if they want to add water to the sand, that, that can also be a malach of dash, right? Because dash is creating um, a mixture um, uh, through a liquid medium, right? So you're adding a, a liquid, and that's going to combine particles together. That's the malach of dash, right? Just like dough, you're adding liquid, going to combine the particles of flour together. So to here, you're adding water and it's going to combine the particles of sand to go to lush. If you add water, it's going to be lush. Uh, and then if you then digging in the sand, if they're using their, their tools and everything. Uh, so if it's dry sand, then it's not a problem uh, because we, we have this Mishnah Brewer to rely on that it's just going to fill back up uh, and it's not Roy Lachoresh. Um, but if it's a wet sand, then it would be a problem. So if it just rained outside, uh, or if the so sand... Are you saying that you can play with it in the sandbox? Uh, yes, if it's loose. If it's and, a... and what about the issue of muksa? Ah, so now what about the, the issue of muksa on Shabbos? Uh, so muksa machmas gufa is only if it doesn't have a designated purpose. So if you went out to uh, the cliff where they have a... Uh, they have some sand uh, by uh, Ocean View Cliff, uh, where I live. Sometimes I take the kids there, Shabbos afternoon, uh, and they like to play in the sand. There's like a little uh, sand patch over there. Uh, so over there, it would be a problem of muksa because the, the sand is muksa. And if they're of the age, my kids are still five and younger, uh, so not yet at the age where I need to mention something, but in a year, year to... To three years, I, I will need to <laughs> will need to start uh, refraining them. Um, so if they're at the age where they shouldn't be playing, so then you should mention it because that sand would be muksa because it wasn't designated for use. But if they're going to the Kesser Torah sandbox uh, where that sand was designated for playing, so now that already goes into the category of sand that was designated for use. It was designated to play with. It's now considered a toy, uh, and it's it doesn't have the status of muksa machmas gufa. Just like a stone, right? Stones are naturally muksa, but if you designate it to use it as a door holder, ah, so now you're already designated for use, it already gets the shame of a kli, and now Chazal didn't answer that stone um, to, to be used on Shabbos. So same thing with the sand. As soon as it's designated for a toy, use, play, then it's, then it's not muksa anyway. So, so you could designate that sand that your kid's playing now, so then when they come to 7, 8, it's already designated as toys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, so Philip is asking, so now can I go to the Vaucluse cliff and designate that sand, that I want to play with that sand uh, on Chavez? Um, uh, 
I remember looking into the Shaila uh, a while ago, meaning can you designate something that's not yours? It's like yeah. it doesn't belong to you uh, for use on Shabbos. Pashtas, you can. Because yeah, you I, can I, use it. It's public use. Yeah, it's, it's public use. So really it's not yours to designate, but at the same time, you already intended. Uh, Pashtas, if I remember correctly, this was many years ago that I did the, the research, if I remember correctly, you can designate it. Uh, and you should either, it's a machlokas if you can just intend it or if you actually need to say it. Um, and Rav Shlomo Zama holds you can just uh, have the intention in your head. You don't actually need to, to say anything. Uh, so yeah, if, as long as you're like, that's a good idea, maybe now, to reframe my kids from being over muksa, I should intend. already designated because you've really kind of already designated in your mind. Right, uh, you already know on Shabbos day they go and they play with it. Yeah, uh, I, think you ha I think you're supposed to have specific intention. Uh, so like right now, I want to designate the sand for, for well, use. It's the same sand. The same sand is the same sand as the sand anywhere else. So why is it that one is muktza and one's not muktza? Ah, beautiful question. Um, and that's, uh, so the reason that they bring it is because Chazal Asard, uh, so they, may, they prohibited anything which doesn't have a designated use on Shabbos. It's the same sand. Huh? Yeah, but it's object oriented. It's like uh, programming. <laughs> <laughs> and it's 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 not dependent on a general cloud of rocks. It's, uh, it's it is, but like if your rock, if you designate your rock for a, a door stopper, then your rock is now not mukta to you, but it might be mukta to somebody else. Yeah. They didn't designate it for use. Maybe. Um, and or that rock true? over there is not designated. The one, uh, one person's designation of an item does not affect another person's relationship with that item. Is that, is that true? Uh, if it doesn't belong to you. So if it's in your, so if it belongs to you and you put that rock, uh, you designate that rock, so then it works for anybody who comes oh, in, right. okay. into your home. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, if it would be, belongs to the city or something like yeah. that, uh, so then your designation wouldn't work for somebody else's designation. But it works with, for you. What? Might work for you. Uh, but it would, yeah, it would work for you. Uh, yeah, posh, yeah. Poshness, it would work for you. Um, yeah, so, so what we're coming out with is, so Chazal basically, they didn't want people playing with uh, any, or using anything that they didn't have intended use for in Shabbos, because uh, then people would busy themselves on Shabbos with things that they didn't mean to do, and they saw that there was uh, a major uh, attitude of leniency when it came to Shabbos, because people would play with money, uh, right, because money is also something. It doesn't have, it's not needed for Shabbos use. And then they would play with uh, their Asr Kalim that they would use for their Malacha, uh, their sewing machines, they would fix it on Shabbos. Uh, so Chazal saw that there was a big uh, attitude of leniency when it came to the Shabbos. So that's why they said anything that doesn't have designated use for Shab on Shabbos is going to be Asr to, to handle on Shabbos, to move specifically. So you're actually allowed to touch something that's, that's muksa. You're not allowed to move something that's muksa. So if it's an object that's not really going to move, uh, and even to really sit on your car or something like that, where it's just going to bounce a little bit, the postcom say is mutter. If you want to sit on like the bumper of your car, you're not really moving it. It's just maybe it'll shake a little bit. Uh, so that would be, that would be mutter. Um, anything which you're not actually moving is mutter on Chavez. 
Um, and but something which you're moving, a kli that doesn't have a designated use on Shabbos, Rabbanan said you, you're not allowed to touch it. One of those categories of things that they said not to touch is something which doesn't have a designated use, and that includes stuff like sand and leaves and and loose uh, and and grass that fell out and dirt. Uh, so all these things, they're not a kli. There's no use for them on Shabbos. Uh, you don't need them for any particular need, and therefore they're us on Shabbos unless you already intended before Shabbos to have a specific use for that. So if you took a rock and you're using it as a, as a doorstop, so now you already showed, okay, I'm using this as a kli from before Shabbos, because you intended uh, to use it before Shabbos, now the isra of muksa falls off, the prohibition of muksa falls off, and you're allowed to use that rock on Shabbos. Uh, so that's how, that's how Chazal, the, the rabbis, set up the prohibition of muksa. Uh, and so therefore, so too in our case, right? You could have the same, it's the same sand, and it just depends if you intended to use it as a toy before Shabbos uh, or you didn't intend to use it before Shabbos. If you didn't intend, then the Rabbanan's uh, Gezerah applies to that, that you're not allowed to touch it on Shabbos. They don't want you touching anything which doesn't have designated use. But if you did intend, it could be the same exact sand, right? One person intended and one person didn't intend to use it. For one person, it's muksa. For one person, it's not muksa. Uh, it depends on the, if they intended to use it before Shabbos already or not. Um, okay. Uh, so now we'll continue with, we have five more minutes. Uh, so we're coming out that one can play with, with loose sand, but not um, but dry, loose sand, but not wet sand. And that's only if you designated it before Shabbos to play with. If you didn't designate it before Shabbos, or if it's wet sand, then you wouldn't be allowed to, uh, to, to dig it up uh, and to play with it. What about being in a building? If you build a sand castle, you build a mountain. Uh. Yes, uh, so, uh, good question, Dr. Ayla. What about the question of bone? Uh, so if it's something that's going to fall apart within 24 hours, so then we call it just a temporary building, um, and it, it's a machlokas between the post game, uh, even these temporary buildings, or they have these sketch, uh, sketch pads, um, or something like Legos might also be a problem. Uh, but generally they say you're, you're, if you're... Using it as a toy, it's only your intention for 24 hours. The American postgame are, are lenient in, in such a case. Uh, generally, no. With a sand castle, if it's wet, does that make it even worse? Or is that really, like, if you use water to kind of hold it? To, so then, uh, so you're saying it wouldn't be a problem of choresh, because you're not digging in that case, where you're going to retain the structure of the dig. Well, like, now you're like, it's almost like a need, I don't know, maybe it's like kneading. Using, using the water to like solidify it. Oh, so to add water? Yeah. Add water is for sure, is going to be lush. Because so, so you can build a sandcastle, it's only without water. That's, that's, yeah, that's yeah. Okay, yeah. Right. That's, that's uh, yeah. So does this apply to, say, beach sand, which nobody plants things in? A beach sand is used for a beach, people to walk on, not to play. Yeah. Does, it, does this apply? What do you, that discussion apply as well? Yeah, so here it would apply as well, even though you're not used for planting, but that's your covenant to dig a hole. Um, and therefore, yeah. So very wet sand, like you couldn't dig a hole, but you could walk along the, with high hills on, on the, the, the dry sand. Yeah, so the beach sand would also be muksa. Um, so, because yeah. right, you can't designate that, so that would be a problem of muksa. And then uh, regarding Choresh, it would depend if it's the loose sand that's away from the beach. Yeah, yeah. That would be mutter. Yeah. 
if it's the wet sand that's closer to the water, then it would be usser because it retains its uh, its shape. I think it's mukta, the sand is mukta to the point that you can't even walk on it, or walk along uh, it. Yeah, so you're allowed to walk on it because that's considered moving it kelacharyat. You're moving it with your feet. Uh, that is permitted even by muksa machmas gufa. Uh, but to to play with it with your hands is gonna be is gonna be an issue. Um, yeah, if you're sitting down and you're just putting it down, I, I can't imagine that. I don't know. Uh, I, it sounds like it might be an issue, right? Because you're actually moving it with your hands. Uh, so definitely, you shouldn't play with it if you're sitting on the sand on Shabbos. Uh, but if you're just sitting down and you're using it to stabilize yourself, I can't imagine that it would be muksa. But I, I haven't looked into it specifically. Uh, but definitely with your feet, or if you're sitting down on the sand and you're moving the sand in that way, it's going to be mutter. Uh, I'd imagine also if you're stabilizing yourself on the sand or just uh, holding yourself up, that would also be okay. Because uh, the sand would probably have the category of ground, right? Just like the ground, you can hold yourself up. And, um, and even though dirt is really muksa, right? Dirt is also muksa. You're not supposed to move dirt on Shabbos or, or loose but leaves the, or branches and stuff like the, that. The dry, the dry sand on the beach is already designated for use by being ground or places where pe a place where people sit. Yeah. And the oil lamp, the, the population is already designated that. Yeah. <laughs> so Philip is getting very alarmed this year that it's designated for use because they want it for the ground for people to step on. Yeah. Uh, so the, uh, because also it has to have a specific use, like meaning not just uh, ground. It's something that you use for something. Okay. Uh, like you use it for um, like toy or, oh, or okay. decoration or something that you want to actually move. Uh, so if, it's, if it only has use as an inanimate object that we don't want it to move, we just want it to be there, yeah. that's not considered an intended use. Has to be, an intended use means you want to you wanna use it for something, like bring it somewhere, do something with it, uh, not just for it to, to stay there. Okay, but you, you said that, okay, it's just, it's just there for people to walk on or sit on. It's the same as the ground outside. It's not that it's mukta or you're using it for anything. It's for your. It's just for existing. Right. Mm. But even the ground outside, if you would, I don't know, oh, okay, jackhammer the concrete and then move a slab out, that would be muksa. Yeah, yeah. So the the concrete would be muksa yes. uh, if you're trying to move it. Right. Yeah. So only moving is muksa. If it's not moving, if it's just staying there, then it's yes. then it's not a prohibition of muksa. Um, okay, so we'll get into, okay, uh, anybody who wants to leave now can, is, can leave. Uh, and then we'll do one more topic of leveling ground. Uh, so we have the Gemara and Shabbos, Ayin Gimel Amud Beis, that says, Amar of Sheshis Haisa Lokav Shushis Venetla, Babayas Chayim Mishum Bona, Besada Chayim Mishum Choresh. That if you have a mound of dirt and you level it out, you smooth it out so that now it's flat. Uh, so if it's in the house, if you did that in the house, it's bona, because basically back then they had floors that were made out of dirt. So there could be uh, mounds of dirt on the ground. If they would level it out, then what you're doing is you're ultimately building a better, uh, a better floor, right? You're improving, you're making an improvement on the floor. So that has like kind of a construction element to it. So then it's going to be the prohibition of bona. But if you do it in the field, then it's just going to be choresh. Uh, so if you do it out in the field and you, you have a mound of dirt, level it out, then it's the prohibition of Choresh, not of Bona. Uh, and Amar Rava, Hayisa lo guma v'tamema, bebayas chay mishum Bona, besadach mishum Choref. 
Choresh, uh, if also if you have a hole and then you fill in the hole, then that, if you do that in the house, again, it's gonna be bona because you're making an improvement on the floor. If you do it out in the field, then it's gonna be a prohibition of Choresh because you're, um, you're, um, you're, 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 you're making an improvement to the ground, uh, the soil uh, for planting. Uh, so we see over here that it can make a difference where you do the act. Uh, if you do it in the house, it's going to be a problem of bone. If you do it out in the field, then it's more of a problem of choresh. Uh, and next week, we'll get into a few different questions. If a person's allowed to sweep the floors in his house, we'll see that there's a gzera of sweeping the floors uh, because of, uh, of bone. Because if one sweeps the floors, then he's going to be filling in these ditches in the floor. Uh, back then when they had dirt floors. Nowadays, though, we have marble. Uh, so we, we're going to see that Chazal made a, pro, uh, a gezera not to fill in any holes on Shabbos, and therefore they, they, they made a, a prohibition against sweeping the floors on Shabbos because back then everybody had dirt floors. If you would sweep, then you'd level out the floor, and then it would be a prohibition of bona. So they said no sweeping floors on Shabbos. So next week we'll have to discuss what about our floors. We have marble, no issue of sweeping. Uh, would that still be an issue or not? Stay tuned. <laughs> Have an amazing day.